What's going on, guys? Welcome to the first ever video and audio recording of the Founders Episode 54 of Data Podcast Experience. Tag the line, we have my co-founder, Mike Pratt TV. Mike, say hi to the fans out there. Hey, what's and, up, guys? And this is your boy, KT, as always. Mike, it's been one heck of a ride, man. Uh, a year ago, or now three months ago, compared to October, we celebrated our one-year anniversary, and here we are in January, almost 15 months in, still grinding, still making things happen for the UP. Talk to me about your journey and how it's been these last 15 months to start off. Um, it's been crazy. You know, you reached out with an idea and naturally anything you're involved in and you're reaching out, you know, it's a hell yeah. I don't even need to hear what the idea was. But uh, once I found out what you're working on, it aligned well with some of the things that I wanted to do personally. So, you know, I jumped on board and I don't think either of us really knew what to expect or what was going to happen, you know, within that year. Because how many projects have you, you and I worked on individually or together that has lasted this long or required effort this long, you know? Yeah, this is the first one other than what we had back in 2017 with the Beast Tuck that lasted about a month. Other than that, you know, it's been, it's been a solid ride. And for myself, yeah, it's been a crazy 15 months. Uh, we've had incredible amounts of support. We've had incredible amounts of uh, content produced. The rise, you know, where we were in July, right, 2018, as a sketch idea to where we are in January 2020, it's almost day and night. It, it probably is day and night. And the fact of the matter is we still haven't had a sacrificial say, well, it's all about one thing or the other. It's been pretty consistent. And consistency breeds consistency. We've talked about that and preached that all the time for sure. Yeah, so how, how many uh, people do you think we've promoted and shared their story? Well, actually, let's rewind. Let's talk yeah. about what the United Promotion actually is. For those so people who are yeah. tuning in for the first time or just discovering us. Yeah, and it's like in our bio. Right? The United Promotion is a place where we basically shake your hand and say we want to feature you as a user. Uh, we've went through two iterations, right? We've had iteration 1.0 and now 2.0 of how to feature people. Recently added the podcast to give you guys more value, which is still very new compared to when we started. And it's just really all about helping you guys out and giving you some exposure and, and really giving back the value to not only yourself, but to your audience members. And we have our own ways of saying, well, this is the process. And of course it's, it's open, but at the same time, as long as you're doing something and you're staying consistently active, which is an important pillar of mine. And I know Mike, you, you said that many times, we're looking for people who are making an impact and actually putting their voice into the project. And I think, uh, it speaks testaments of the people we have gotten is I think we have gotten over probably going to be over 700 the way, the way it's going with the podcast now and everything, how that works. We could be close to 700, almost a thousand probably soon. So it, it's really puts a lot of effort. And I think everyone knows that this is a team effort. It's not just Mike and myself. It's, it's you guys too, really being open to our conversation, having that engagement. It's something we pride ourselves in here at the UP for sure. Yeah, one of the really cool things for me, too, is, you know, since we started, you know, I always felt a little bit different than most of the people in my family growing up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was kind of business oriented, extremely ambitious, overly optimistic, and that doesn't exactly fit the mold of my current surroundings. And the cool thing was I found an old journal of my grandfather's and found out that he had a lot of the same ideas I've had. 
mm. and we had similar thought processes, right? So it kind of gave me a place to belong. You know, I am the way I am because of the X. And I think that's one of the exciting things with Unite Promotion, you know, we're promoting all these individuals who are trying to become successful or, you know, create works of gratification or, you know, help others or whatever it is. And maybe they don't make it as big as they hoped or dreamed, you know, but maybe we just have an opportunity to record those stories in a way that they didn't know how to do themselves. And wouldn't it be cool 20, 40, 60 years down the line, you know, a grandkid or a great grandkid felt a little bit uncomfortable in their own skin and was able to look back on some of these interviews and, you know, yeah. worst case scenario, understand where they came from, you know, understand why they are the way they are you know, understand that they're not the only person in their family who thinks that way or, you know, be able to hear that story firsthand from, you know, somebody in their, their bloodline that maybe people forgot about or they never even knew of because they're more of a private person. So being able to kind of get people to come out of their shells and share those experiences, you know, that's that's a pretty good worst case scenario. But on the other side of that, you know, we've had people who have won awards mm. for musical achievements since we started this. We've had people who went from releasing their first album to doing a live show. We've had um, all kinds of re remarkable growth, you know, people getting big brand deals since they've been promoted, uh, you know, people growing huge audiences, becoming influencers in their spaces and niches. And some people, you know, starting over from past projects and really crushing it in their own way. So it's been it's been exciting to see the the spectrum of people that we've been promoting and what's happened for them within the year that you know they've been promoted and been a part of this process as well. Yeah, and just the so the accolades, right? It's it's crazy just to think the amount of people that we have promoted that have done amazing things, and it, it doesn't. It's probably not going to stop here. The way the podcast works as we continue to talk about our process. It really puts us an emphasis on, listen, we really want people who are doing great things and being active. I think the activity levels is going to separate the good from the, the great to the legendary. The more active you are, the better you are going to be involved with our community. We put that trust in you. It's, it's, uh, it's a process, right? Just like anything we do in life, it's a process. But this, this process has been some of the, uh, it's been pretty smooth, right? And we started that we started very young in this process around, I guess, September is when we really started getting going on setting the standards of here. This is what we want, and we really didn't sacrifice anything other than what's 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 start you know worrying about other things. We really just trialed and errored. And like I know you you know that process really well from your experience, and I know that experience well. When we started both in the podcast games ourselves, it was trial and error, and it just adapted and changed for sure. Now, we've promoted nearly 700 people. How many people do you think we had to reach out to to satisfy that 700? Because a lot of people, you know, might think that it's that it's easy to get all these people to share their stories. But what I don't think a lot of people realize is we haven't shared a single story without the permission of the person. So it's not like we're reposting other yeah, people's yeah. things like a lot of other communities. We're literally reaching out, having conversations and asking permission to use that person's story. So how many people do you think you've had to, to message through this process to get those 700? 5K, I would have to say, well, between both accounts I have and uh, other communities, it has to be around 5,000 it, it, yeah. or more. Like, it, it, guys, this is not, it's, because you have to understand Instagram, if I message on Instagram, what does it go to? That request box. 
and when it goes through request clocks, the chance of them seeing it is hard, right? Because everyone sees the culture of the request box and says, well, this is just some utter advertisement. And we didn't do that. We made very handcrafted, almost like a toolsman messages to make sure we got the people. But even then, it doesn't matter how handcrafted you are, people are always going to be skeptical. And overcome that skeptability, what do you do? Consistently keep going, right? I think I think I want to say the most I ever spent DMing was seven hours. Like it's, that's that's seven hours. Like that's take, a lot take, of work. It's a, you put some lot of work for a week. I would say fifteen, sixteen hours on average, tops thirty. It's yeah. a lot of work. Like you gotta understand. It. And now with the podcast, it's probably before we when we first started. 40 hours right and then there's a process to how to you know edit record make it it's it's a whole thing but i would say for the promotion side yeah seven hours is tops minimum one or two and yeah it took took me about five thousand tries just to get 700 and if you look at that ratio it's not even 20 percent that's like what 15 at that and so it's something that something that you have to appreciate i think is not only the work you put in but the the fact of the matter is we are sharing stories with permission all the pictures you see on the page, those are permission-based pictures. They're not uh, – unless they say you can take whatever you want. We get, we have a file and you send it and we do our magic. But for the most part, yeah, it's been it's been a constant grind. And I think, the, I think one of the I, – I, I resonated with this quote is the power of one. I know, Mike, you know that for me every day. It's just one at a time, one minute. Take it one step at a time. One person is not going to be the same as the next person. Just keep going. And you keep finding trends. Who knows, right? We, we helped. We got helped a lot by the referral process. We've mm-hmm. had people like, uh, specifically people like Cody Blade, Sean Ard, uh, I Kendall. These guys have been kept referring us to people and it helped the path easier for sure. Yeah, and part of it too that I don't think a lot of people realized is we've tried several things in the last year that just – were total flops, you know. We yeah, yeah. we were going to try Holiday Post our first year, and we just didn't have the engagement to pull it off. So we had, kind of had to nix that project, right? And then we were going to build a magazine to try to be different, and yep. that ended up not working out. But because of that, we quickly moved on to the podcast, which has been a huge oh, success. Man. So let's talk about the podcast for a little bit. You know, we the first you know, calendar year, which was like, what, six, seven months, we produced 53 episodes, right? all within 30 to 55 minutes long. So they're not the shortest recordings. And then for each one of those, you know, we spend a minimum an hour to two hours taking notes, writing up descriptions, getting all the links together. We're not doing a lot of post-production editing because we want the the conversation to be pure. Right, right. But still, so you're talking about you know, 50 episodes times three hours a piece between recording, editing, reaching out, getting the guests locked in, verifying scheduling. You know, that's another huge chunk of time. And that's that's the cool thing about you and I working together, right? Like in the beginning, we were sharing the recording responsibilities because our schedules were pretty open and we could do that. Right, right. And when you couldn't be there, I was able to be there. And I think that's that's really part of what made the United Promotion so successful up to this point is being able to kind of go back and forth and have a partner in crime per se, you know, to, to kind of execute and fill each other's voids. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy, man. Just to think we, we started like July 2nd. That's 
right before July 4th weekend. And the fact of the matter is we put in, let's just call it like it is, 168 hours in a week, a week's worth of work in to a podcast. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't think there's anybody on the internet that's giving us this kind of value, right? Because we do the links. We also do the medium posts. We also do uh, story chat. We're engaging with you guys. It's, it's a lot of value. It's a lot of time we put in. And I think the one thing that goes unnoticed is the stories. sometimes. The stories are the main course, right? When we do, of course, it's great. We, know we give them the value, but we want these stories to be shining. And some of these stories we've had, I'm like, I know you've had, when you interviewed, you had some great stories. And I, I can vividly remember stories from people, like you said, musicians, artists, entrepreneurs. We had somebody, heck, they've had their own uh, event, right? Tamika Drake had her own event <laughs> at her own uh, uh, town. So there's people really doing great things out there. And uh, the work we put in, the work we've done to this point is only going to continue, right? Right now, we're, we're just gathering more and more data. Really, that's all we're doing, data collection. And going back to what you said with the trial and error, yeah, it's, it's a fact. Like, we had ideas for a magazine. Didn't it work out? No. But most people would have said the rejection, right? The fear of rejection that no, they would have stopped. We use that as a baseline. Say, okay, listen, this is our baseline. Let's go up. How can we rise above it? And ever since then, we just said, boom, change is the only adaption. Podcast. Look what's happened then. Uh, when we tried the holiday post, didn't work. What do we focus on? Boom, more engagement. And with the community. And it worked. And I think that's really the biggest thing I take away from this process. It's almost like you got to be a community. You've got to be adaptive. You've got to be flexible. Not everything is going to be the same. The two days are the same in this project. But the one thing that is the same in this project and will always get us to the dance is consistency, hard work, and understanding that change is the only thing that matters. And when you change, do it for the better. And when you adapt, you do it for the better. But consistency and hard work, that's always forever. It really is always forever to make sure you have that, that uh, the discipline. That's it, the discipline to keep going. And I think you made a comment on one of my posts. You and me are always going to be going 23 or 24 hours a day. <laughs> because if I'm there, you're there. If you're not there, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it doesn't matter. We're still working. Even if you don't see it in public, just know we're still out there helping people regardless. Yeah, and I don't think when we, we published that first episode in July, we realized oh, man. what the podcast was going to do, right? Because you and I have both been podcasting for years. Between the two of us, I think we've produced over a 1,000 episodes, maybe closer yeah. to 1,500 episodes. And uh, <clears throat> with the United Promotion doing those first – 53 episodes of the United Podcast Experience. You know, we did 10,000 downloads in the first calendar year, six and a half months, you know. And for me, that was, I knew we were going to do it. But at the same time, I've never done it that quickly before. So right. even though I knew it, I didn't really know if I was going to get pulled off. And it was really cool to see, you know, that much traction that fast. It was one of the most, I want to say it was one of the most enlightening experiences. I've, I've done, like you said, I've done incubation. I've done even Mr. Kevin Touch's show. And, that, and that's an award-winning show, right? And that's an award-winning show. And that, it still hasn't grown as fast as this one. This one, I don't know what to say. I mean, we, we, and we, have, we have some very scary numbers in a good way of where we're getting listens to, which I don't know if you want to dive into that. But it's not the typical, oh, you guys got 10,000 on the Apple pie. Like, no, this is very... Very interesting what we got. Well, so what I will talk about on that point is the unexpected things, right? Like, yeah, all we did was we produced a show with 
people that we thought their stories were important enough to share. Right. And what I don't think we saw coming was 30% of our traction is from Pocket Cast, which is an app neither of us know anything about, no. right? But the cool thing is, instead of dwelling like, oh, you know, Apple Podcast isn't growing as fast as we thought, or why Spotify right. only at 10% of our listens, you know, we, we just doubled down with what was working. You know, we kept right. producing quality content. We made sure that we stick to the schedule as best we could between holidays and technical issues and all the things that go into, you know, producing 50 some episodes in a short period of time. Um, and then on top of that, one thing that can, still blows my mind every time I open up our analytics is our second largest listenership is in South Africa. That's crazy. And like, we haven't done any paid promotions yet. We really haven't done a good job promoting the podcast at all. You know, we put up a single post about the podcast when the episode goes live. Other than that, we haven't really explored promoting our own content, right? So to have that kind of growth and to see it growing in other countries as quickly as it is, to me, that's that's really exciting, you know, because we're both in the United States, a lot of our guests in the United States. So, you know, you would expect the United States to be pretty big. Of course. We've, We've interviewed a bunch of people in Canada, but somehow South <laughs> Africa is outpacing the Canadian listeners, which to me is really cool. No, it shows the impact, right? The impact. We, we're trying to, uh, like you said, be a, almost a worldwide destination, a one-stop shop for every country. And uh, think about, just think South Africa. I think I, if I vividly remember, we did two artists in South Africa back in, yeah, back in March 2019. It's crazy. And uh, just to think that only two people are promoted there and we have a listenership. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't get better than that. And, and not only that, to outpace a, a country rate, they're not very far away from us. <laughs> you know, it's something that I think they have to be proud of and we have to explore that market as we go. And you're right, man. Listen, we've only done what? One, we do two, we do two promotions, right? The, the first one is, the, like you said, you make the posts, those infographics, that's the word. And then I make the uh, medium articles. But if you think about Medium, it's kind of a separate platform. And the infographic, it's just an infographic, right? You share it through your story. I share it to mine. We maybe do like a little tennis game of sharing. But other than that, that's all we're doing. And to get over 10K is like in six months. When do, what happens when we start actually putting ourselves out there? That's going to be yeah. mind-blowing. Crazy. Yeah, and then for this year's schedule, too, we plan on doing oh. another 99 interviews Plus us. for the year plus we'll do an end of year kind of recap similar to what we're doing now and uh so you know we're already putting in the work getting guests scheduled getting episodes recorded and you know we hope what will happen over time is not only will we continue to have the podcast but we'll find more you know new and creative ways to share these stories and then start recapping you know because as much as the united promotions changed in the last year and a quarter a lot of the people that we promoted things have changed for them too. So we really hope we can, you know, continue to follow the journey and kind of create a, a documentary live as it's happening with a lot of these people's stories. You know, like, that's a great thing. And I think recapping it and I would love to put some of these people man, in the same room together. That's, yeah. that would be magic. I, I really think that we can put a startup musician. I'm trying to think of some, or like a, a startup musician and a seasoned musician or startup businessman and a seasoned music. 
it, it'd be mind blowing the results we would get. It's something that a lot of people undervalue, in my opinion, the collaborative efforts between cross uh, passions. I would like to say because those are the that's the real value for sure. I think too, it doesn't even have to necessarily be people in the same genre. Because one thing that I found fascinating, um, you know, going through and listening to all the episodes is a lot of the people are saying the same things, and yeah, a lot yeah. of the people the ones that have had historical year over year success use the same guiding principles to kind of get there. And that's, what's really cool. Cause you know, there's a lot of things, you know, that I've learned in my you know short 32 years of life and everything with all the books and seminars and classes and everything else I've taken. And then I listened to an interview and a 16 year old might be saying it or a 46 year old might be saying it, but it just reiterates those little things that it's easy to forget about or take for granted or kind of miss in the day to day that could be the difference maker on why you're not being successful. You know, we were kind of stumbling getting the podcast off the ground and one of our fans reached out and said, Hey, have you thought yep. about it like this? And we were like, well, yeah, we have, but then we paused again and we're like, well, wait a minute, let's think about it again. And you know, that little bit of feedback, was a very small adjustment in the way we we do our process made a huge difference in pulling off this year or last year I guess and moving into this year so that was really cool and that's really what we're looking to do right like we want to connect like-minded people who have positive impact goals and hopefully through sharing the stories get people connected get people sharing ideas having conversations whether they're you know, hard ones or simple ones or just, you know, hellos, nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. And have those, you know, those micro adjustments and the way they're doing things, the way they're collaborating, the way they're networking, and hopefully kind of be the the sponsor of some of these new connections and see some great things come from it. Yeah, man, I still remember what that one person said to me back in uh, April, late April, he said, you know, you got to do this and, and and it worked and executed. So and that's another thing I think we, we, we've seen, we get the, the comments section. It may not be the most popular, but sometimes you get those one or two comments where you, something clicks in your brain. Like, you know what? We got to change the perspective. We're learning from you guys as much as you're learning from us. I think it's great. Uh, as you said earlier, some of these people we've had on this show, you wouldn't believe they're 15, right? You wouldn't believe they're 16. These guys have had experience from age six. You know, they've been in the game all their mm-hmm. life. And then, they, and then you see people who are 46, and they got the same perspective. It's like, man, there's no, there's no uh, what's the word? There's no gap. There's no generational gap on this show. It, it, we, we literally meet, as long as you're doing something on this show, you, you can be a guest. Like, that, that, that's it. There's a couple things we've changed across the, uh, the last six months. But other than that, as long as we believe in you and you're doing great things, you're going to have a chance to get on the show. It's, it's a really fun show. Uh, this is going to be our first full year, right? Because last year we only did six months. This is our first full year of having almost 100, or exactly 100 episodes. We took a nice two-week break in January. And we're going to learn a lot in these 100 episodes. I think the first 53, you got to also remember, as much as I love those, a lot of those were our friends, right? Just saying, hey, uh, we would appreciate your time just due to you know, time and everything. We started yeah. back, I believe, was, was it June, Mike? I think we started pre-recording, or was it May? I don't um, remember exactly. I think, we, I think we recorded the first couple in May to kind of see how okay. it would go. Okay, so May. Yeah. So we've we, we really been on the grind for 
now eight months, which is nuts. And just understanding so and getting fast. that data. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Like I feel like Memorial Day was what yesterday. Uh, but we we've saw we've we've seen the analytics of just what people do, and you see up and down. And across the board, though, ever since we, I want to say we got to like episode thirty to fifty-three. Is the first thirty? I feel like we knew a lot of the people thirty to fifty-three. I didn't really know, and I think that was a really good thing for not only yourself and myself, but I think for the community, because that really makes the conversation less, let's say, touchy feely. As I like to say, it's not. It's something where it's the first count. It feels natural. It feels organic. It doesn't feel like well, these guys are friends. We know each other well. And this mm-hmm. year, I think we're going to expand that even more to the yeah. point where it's like, well, you know what? This is their first conversation. I can't tell anything that says, well, these guys are prior friends. And I think that's the real experience we're going to convey this year, no doubt. Well, I want to touch real quick, too, on what we saw with consistency. And then yes, yes. I want to go back to what you were just talking about. So one of the craziest things for me is we launched in July. Right. You know, we published the first episode July 2nd. We didn't see significant. So for the first, we'll call it uh, 22 episodes. Wow. We barely broke. So we went from episode 18, the week that that launched, that entire week, we didn't even hit 100 downloads in place. Right. Then one week later, we grew 10%. And then we grew 10% and then we grew 30%. And that put us at our first week at the beginning of October, over 400 plays and listens, right? Wow. And then for the next four weeks, that was our cap. And then all of a sudden, almost overnight, we had 50% growth and then 10% growth. And then we had three straight months of record-breaking week-over-week plays and downloads and growth. And that was through the holiday season. That's crazy. So, like, if you look at our growth curve for the first, you know, three, four months, it looked like nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden, we jumped, you know, one step. And then we jumped two steps. And then we jumped four steps. And I just kept on jumping one step at a time. And... Like looking at it, it, most people would kind of scratch their head, but you and I have been doing this a little while and we just understand that if you consistently show up. Yeah, it, like, it really makes a difference. Like if you think about it, right, 10% of 100 is 10, right? So if you grow 10% from 100 to 110, great. But if you grow another 10%, now you want up 11. So that gives you the 121. So like small 10% growths, like if you fold a piece of paper, was it 56 times over itself, you touch the moon. Like that's, it's hard to believe that all you have to do is fold a piece of paper over itself. Like how can a little piece of paper touch the moon? Like that's insane. Right. It's just double, you know, doing what you've been doing and continuing the trend of just consistently putting out content and being patient. And that's pretty much what we did. But going back to the whole like interviewing strangers and stuff, one thing that we did that I was really proud of and excited about was we transitioned our content from what we call internally 1.0 content to 2.0 content. Right. And with that, what we changed was we were 
when we would promote people, it would be like two, maybe three lines of information about the person, you know, hey, this and so-and-so, they're a physical trainer, they're a marketing expert, they're a musician, go check them out. And then, you know, we might tell people where they're from, we might tell people, you know, what business they're currently running, you know, they're the owner of X, they're the founder of Z. Their favorite quote too. Yeah, and that was about it, right? Like we didn't go really deep into who they were because we were trying to go really, really fast and collect as many stories as possible. And then moving, you know, into midway of last year, we transitioned to 2.0 content there towards the end of the year because, you know, we're like, we got to do a better job. Right, right, right. And with 2.0, like we're producing maximum character (laughs) (laughs) descriptions for Instagram. And a lot of times we have to trim it because it's too long. And being able to go from three lines to three paragraphs of information, you know, sharing deeply who these people are. Not only has it been exciting to really share these stories, but two, people have been really opening up. And some of the information that they're sharing with us is, you know, personal, intimate stuff. And to see people open up like that is really cool and what's even more exciting is if this person is a stranger to us you know it's the first time we're interacting with them right and they give us all this intimate information it makes the podcast episode that much easier because we already have some background information on them we don't have to spend you know the first 10-15 minutes of the conversation trying to figure out who this person is because with the new right. style of post we already have an idea but one of the things that makes this post possible and i kind of want to talk about this was we kind of automated our information collection by creating a Google form that asks oh, yeah. questions in a fairly sequential order in a logical order that makes sense that walks the person through the process of them telling us their story. And I don't think without the automation process, we'd be pumping out as much content no. as at the quality that we are today. And that was huge. It was probably the biggest thing we've had in the past six months. I think the automation process is something that's overlooked and overlooked at the same time. It's overlooked because everyone says, well, automation is coming. But it's underlooked because it's applying, right? We applied it. Instead of people talking about it, we said, you know what, let's apply it. I'm like, how much are we doing this? Zero bucks, right? This is a free Google form. This isn't some Mm -hmm. fancy paid thing. This is just, hey, we want to be consistent. We want to get out there. Uh, and we also have what well, you can also add your picture and you can hit the yes button or no button or even maybe if you want to be on the show there it's, it makes it such a simple one, two, three. It's giving the, uh, oh, I don't even like to say the family members. I like to say a, a easy one, two, three process. They open up, we make it very comfortable for them to share. It's nothing too overbearing. As you said, you did a great job on the questions. I've gotten multiple feedback forms saying, Hey, we appreciate those questions. Easy. It felt good. It felt good for them to just say it was easy because they, we don't want to make this process to the point where these questions are almost a science project. We want to make it to the point where it's a nice, easy read and you can easily digest and answer the way you want. And I think it speaks volumes to what automation can do if you use it uh, correctly. It speaks volumes to the fact that we did it and we stayed consistent because consistently Mm -hmm. without going consistent, we probably would never even got here. Right. And that that's, that's all on, uh, teamwork it's all on making things happen for the community and it's all in that mindset of uh, it doesn't matter what day or time we have to show up and show out 
it, it doesn't matter if, if you were at uh, an event and you're the guest speaker and you're the lead line and you don't show up you just let down everybody and you don't want to let down everybody you want to make sure you got people all there you want to make sure you got the things in order you got to make sure everything's right because this is the people that are going to possibly be your potential guests or heck your potential collaborators in the near road right so you have to you have to always think that way there's always somebody out there that's going to try and do it and some of these people like you said we appreciate that more are most likely going to stick with us for a long time future collaborations because they've had such an enlightening experience with us yeah and i think it's been cool too to see kind of like how we've developed tools and everything else right like because in the beginning it was just reach out you know our our quote-unquote call list was on a piece of paper you know we would dm people cross it out on the notebook we're all remote man so like we would be dming each other hey did you talk to this person hey did you talk to that person and it was very clumsy but we pulled it off and then we started using tools and resources right like we created uh google docs that showed the lineup of people when they're getting promoted the exact dates they're getting promoted, what their background is, so that way we can organize it in different ways. Uh, we created files for interview guests, you know, ones that need to be recorded, ones that have been recorded, when they're being published. We have, you know, remote access into the podcast publishing. So, you know, if you record an episode, you can upload the file. I can get in there. I can do what I need to do on my time. And we started off, like I said, with pen and paper, right? And then we just slowly added what was absolutely needed. And then slowly added what was absolutely needed. You know, we, we started using a booking page through oh, free right, right. appointments app, you know, so that was cool. Right now we're using Zoom. When we first started, we didn't use Zoom at all. You know, it was just purely Anchor and then Anchor has its issues. So we had to kind of innovate, you know, you start using call recorder platform right and my entire point of this little rant is it's important as you grow to look for better tools to do the job but never stop doing the job because your tool's not the best you know and you you upgrade when it makes sense a lot of the stuff we're using is free to use like link trees free to use you can upgrade to make it a little bit fancier or you can just use the base version that function the exact same you know we have a tailwind account that was a paid account but it became free i don't know exactly what's going on there but it allowed us to you know schedule certain things for instagram and share posts in specific ways and we use things like canva that's completely free Absolutely. and we we don't really complicate anything we just do what we got to do to get it done and when it makes sense because there's a new tool that works we use it i think it's the great thing mate. You, you know how they, they always say don't outgrow your audience don't outgrow the tools Right, don't grow it with the tool. When you need it most, you'll know when you need it most. I think that's the great thing with this project. It's almost like some of these answers have literally, I've seen falling out of the sky. I know you've had this, right? You just had that mm-hmm. feeling like, man, I can't believe we're just one day doing the, the same mundane things, same being consistent, and just one day, boom, the universe said, there's your answer. It's crazy. Like, this is one of the only projects, if not the only project where I've done, and ever since I've done this project, where the answer is sometimes just fly out of nowhere. And it's crazy because every time we get on a call, more answers keep popping up and keep popping up and keep popping up to the point where it's like, wow, we don't have to really 
go crazy as long as we just keep doing those boring mundane tasks which is going to be the growth in reality because most of your days and anything you do are boring and mundane but if Mm -hmm. you keep doing all that it's eventually going to feed the system to where all right here's your opportunity what you're going to do with it and for the most times we ran with it and that's something that is a testament to the team uh you myself and the community but it's also a testament to the pure uh, mindset and relentlessness to say life's going to have a lot of ups and downs but if you really want those ups stay consistent stay hardworking, and stay stay OG I think that's key I mean we talked about the OG theory back in the anchor days to be an original gangster you have to understand you've got to bring those 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 fundamentals to the team and fundamentals to yourself we keep personally developed I know uh, like you said we've done 1500 episodes combined uh, we have all these prestige behind us in the podcasting game. We have a, uh, a little base, right, compared to most people who think, well, let's start out. They've never even started the podcast. Uh, we've made people feel like the first, their first interview was like a celebrity. Some of these people have said that to me. It just shows a testament of how tool-oriented we have become, but we don't just go crazy and say, oh, we're only focusing on tools. We focus on tools, sure. We also focus on community. We focus, you know, we focus on every area. And now, what are we on? Four platforms, I think? Podcasting? Well, the, I think the primary focus has always just been action, right? Like, what yeah. needs to be done? What's the best way to get it done today? And it might not be ideal. Like, it wasn't ideal when we're like, oh, crap, we don't have anybody to promote tomorrow. Let's hurry up <laughs> and DM 100 people a piece and hope somebody says yes. And after they say yes, sends us the information so that way we can tell their story and have a you know picture to post right it's what was required in the moment and, and we've had that know, too we've had that too. Yeah. <laughs> true story literally have had yeah. that more than once um but the biggest tool we have we've ever used and utilized was action you know so it works you just gotta be patient yes sir action creates execution the old ace method absolutely yeah now uh what are what are some of the things that you're looking forward to in 2020 for the night promotion and then also what do you kind of have up your sleeve for your personal your personal uh goals slash you know content strategy you know what what are you working on yeah we'll start the up uh the up in 2020 i think really like you said it's going to be a learning experience too right it's still we're still only what a year not even a year and a half into this process they're not even a year into this podcast. So it's still going to be a learning experience to see what we get from the guests, a full year under our belts of the podcast, uh, our first full year of under the belts of the new posting strategy, uh, the new 2.0. And then we also have uh, some, some, some aces up our sleeves. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to get into uh, a new video. That's, that's going to be massive, and we'll just leave it at that. And it's we're also a video uh, interview. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a little, it's a little chain, a little preview, a little foreshadowing about what's going to happen. But um, I'm looking forward to really seeing the quality of people too. I think that's something I've personally strategized in. I used to do quantity networking, which I still do. Right? There's times where I still need it. It's just about speed and accuracy. This year, I'm not looking for the speed. I'm looking to see those real relationship connections. I want to build a connection where it's real. It feels real. It doesn't feel automated as like a robot. It feels to the point where I can sit down and know, hey, uh, you're, you're, you're my friend. And 
we can always have that open dialogue. Now, of course, it's not going to be every day, but the more we have those dialogues, the conversations, the more likely we can work with these people down the road. And uh, it's going to be key to, to focus on quality uh, networking. As far as myself, uh, I started a YouTube page, Real KT is Good. I'm going to just have fun on that. Uh, content strategy for KTT, my personal is just going to be the same thing as always. It's always going to be sharing. I mean, I'm going to share everybody's content. And that's, that's something that I pride myself in doing because a lot of people underestimate the value of sharing. It's, it's really powerful to hear a message. And like I said, I get nothing out of this other than the fact that I get these messages saying, yeah, I appreciate you every single time. I don't think I can tell you how many times I've said I appreciate you in the past two years just by sharing. And that's great. You know, I don't use that as a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a baseline and say, all right, this is, I got to do this every time. Because there are times where people don't say anything. I just say, all right, that's great. Just keep going, right? Keep going. Don't worry about any noise. Never get too high or low. It's just all about being neutral and, uh, and, and putting out quotes and having fun, doing poetry in motion when the time comes. I mean, it's, it's just going to be innovating and, and really a fun experience on there. Uh, and I think that's really my main contest strategy for 2020, man. And, and to, of course, taking a little bit more behind-the-scenes breaks, as I like to say. It's not like I'm not working. It's just going to be more, all right, I can have a little more fun. I can be behind the break. I can be behind the scenes a little more. I don't have to always be in the public, which is, a, which is great, right? You can always find that balance, and I'm learning that as I uh, continue to progress through the year and, of course, through this project as well. I like it. And uh, for myself, this was supposed to be a really big year for racing, but I right. ended up getting a new job, um, and that job's going to impede on my race schedule a little bit, so I'm still going to be doing my cycling races. Uh, this year, I'm really going to be focusing on being more consistent with documenting my own story, mm -hmm. um, and really, I, I learned a lot of that from what we've been doing with United Promotion, right? Like, in our promotion, we did what we could in the beginning, and then we evolved the content, right? So, you know, as far as United Promotion goes, like Kevin talked about, we're looking for ways to get into video. We have some ideas on how we want to do it. We'll launch it, see if it works. If it doesn't, you know, we'll pivot. But we really want to be able to continue to not only share people's stories, but find new and creative ways to share their stories more deeply give other people opportunities to consume it in the way that they prefer to consume it. And from those lessons that we learned on the United promotion, you know, just kind of use those in my own branding or my personal life or documentation or whatever the heck you want to, to call it. And one of the things that I think you and I realized was one of the things that we can do best to serve our community is to grow ourselves. And that's why we're talking about our personal goals. And that's why we have personal goals outside of the United Promotion. Because, you know, kind of like Gary Vee, he experiments with his personal content and finds what works best. And then that's what he sells to Toyota and Budweiser and his clients. And we're doing the same things. You know, we, we experiment with our own content, our own stories, see what works, see what doesn't, see what workflow works best, see how we can, you know, try different things and then take the best practices that we learned on our own and then reapply those to United Promotion, just like we're taking the lessons we learned from the United Promotion and using those as launching points on how to grow, you know, our own personal influence or our own personal awareness or, you know, whatever it is. Like half the reason why Tesla is so big and so known is because of Elon Musk. 
Right. So I think it's important, you know, when you're building a brand to remember to not only pat yourself on the back, but kind of shine a light on yourself because at the end of the day, people want to know who's behind the business. You know, that's why basketball players are worth so much more than a football player because you get to see their face. You get to see, you know, sit courtside and get splattered by their, by their (laughs) sweat. You know, a lot of top business people talk about all the time. The reason why football players aren't quote unquote as valuable in marketing is because there's a helmet on their head for 80% of the game. You don't get to see who they are. So the more you can shine a light on yourself, it's only going to create positive impact for whatever brand or business or community you're building. No, you're absolutely right, man. I think it, it really is the fo- the face behind the voice and in a world of automation, as is coming, as they like to say, the human connections will always be number one, right? You, you want that human experience. You want to know who we are. We're not ghosts. We're not some robot or, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm a robot. You know, it's, it's none of that stuff. It's really about putting the, the face behind the voice, putting a lot of stuff uh, for you, by you. I think that's probably our number one thing we say at the end of every post. It really is for you, by you, right? And the more we can provide that service for you, the more we can provide tools, the more we can provide uh, value for you, we're, we're here. And I think, as we said, as Mike said, the video thing is going to be massive. And we're, gonna, we're not going to be afraid of change, but if we stick to it, chances are we'll stay consistent on it. That's just the way the, the trends work, right? The more we stay consistent on it, it's just, we just see the results. We see it every yeah. day, and we see it in our personal lives. It's not stuff that we're throwing out of you know, midair. And this is for anybody trying to build a brand, right? Eventually, you know, people are going to say, well, how do I do this? The goal, I think, at the end of the day, to be at the top of the show, is what you're seeing in us. Maybe it inspires you to do something, not something similar to what we're doing, but something in your life that can make an impact on somebody else or make an impact on yourself. And you can go out there and make things happen for yourself. And you don't have to worry about, well, what's this opinion to say to me or what this outside noise? You just go out there and take initiative and action. That's it. It's as simple as that. You start taking action and you start changing the way you look at the world, you can do massive things. It really is. You just unlock that full potential. It's crazy what you can do just by being consistent and unlocking full potential and seeing something and observing. Nothing wrong with taking a couple of observing days, that's for sure. Well, and the craziest thing too is if you think about it, like this whole thing was started because of uh, a video message, or not a video message, a voice message on Anchor three years ago. And then we built this entire community one DM at a time. So there's no reason not to reach out to somebody. You know, worst case scenario, they don't no. respond or they tell you no. Like yeah. I've seen that 85% of the people we reach out to and say, Hey, can we share your story for free? Like you don't have to pay us have either not responded because they either oh, no. didn't see it or they told us straight up. No. So like worst case scenario is they say no, and then you just move on. So, you know, always yeah. reach out if you feel like it always put in work if there's work to be put in and you know, just be patient. Yeah, man. There's billions of people to reach out to the way the world works. It really is crazy to think that there's eight point whatever eight billion people in the world. It's called like it is, and if you just take the time and understand that there is that many, but the fact of the matter is there could be a hundred thousand people in your local neighborhood. Like that's something we we didn't even touch on. The fact of the mm-hmm. matter is, I think I got about three hundred people from my neighborhood. I, I could I reached out to, and I still got like about fifty stories from them just in my general vicinity or state, just go local. There's nothing wrong with going local and try and do uh, 
make things happen. I was just interviewing a couple of artists uh, about three weeks ago and just one yesterday. And he even said the same thing. This is from a top guy who's been in the game for a while, like six, ten years. He even said going local and going to these shows is what feels like home. It's not the tour. It's not the 800,000 people show up. It felt like the five to ten people that showed up felt like home. And that's powerful because it doesn't matter how many people you have. He even said he'd rather have 10 real fans than 800,000 fake fans. Right? I think that's the key in life. You have to understand that the fans, are they're going to be there. But if you get the real fans, you get the people that stick with you, that's priceless. There's no price of admission on that, for sure. Yep. So I think, uh, I think that's about it to really wrap up 2019 and launch into 2020. Is there anything else you you had to say to wrap us up or no man i'll give us an answer at the end but and then i'll hear what you say your final thoughts but uh no it's been a great i want to say just to everybody who's been part of this community for 15 months now as we actually say it's the 14th see that's 15 month anniversary there we go perfect time so 15 months now uh we've been doing this not only for you and by you but we've been doing this as a team and a family Right. We, we try to make this as simple as possible. We talk about all this stuff. We really do care about you. If, if you guys ever need something, we really get back to you in time. I mean, there's going to be days where, of course, it gets a little crazy, hectic. We may not respond to you in two seconds, but we always try to respond to comments what, in less than two hours at, the, at minimum. We always give back to your family. We always share your stuff. We're trying to be more engaging, as always, and find new ways to innovate. I expect, I expect you guys are going to enjoy 2020. Not only from ours, but you're also going to enjoy other community members too. Because those guys' stories are just as important as yours. And everyone's stories is important. And I really look forward for some visual content that's going to make you appeal to the eye and, uh, and keep going for sure. But, Mike, you want any final thoughts before we head out? Um, not pretty much all the same stuff, you know. If you ever need anything, please reach out. We probably don't have the answers, but we've connected with quite a few people, so we might know yeah. somebody who does. Um, and you know, like I said, even if you're not reaching out to us, don't be afraid to reach out to whoever it is that you want to or need to, or, cause one thing we've definitely learned is people are willing to help. They just don't know what they, what you need from them. So, you know, Absolutely. don't be afraid to reach out and ask. And the worst thing that can happen is they say no, and you're exactly where you were when you asked. So it's, it's really no big deal and, uh, stay consistent, you know, don't expect anything to happen overnight. Because we weren't expecting to have the growth that we did and definitely didn't happen overnight. So just do what you got to do and make sure you, you execute against your ideas. That's it, brother. I think that's a great way to end the show. And as I like to say in every interview, thank you guys to the United Podcast Experience listeners for taking time out of your day and giving your undivided attention to our guests and ourselves in this case. And uh, show notes will be in the links as always. And check us out. United Promotion on Instagram. That's at the United Promotion. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yo, thank you for listening to the podcast. As always, we hope this episode was valuable. And for more awesome stories, please subscribe. If you have someone else in mind that should hear these episodes too, go ahead and share it. We dare you. Follow us on Instagram at The United Promotion. And for everything else, including show notes and more info on how to become a guest on our podcast, visit linktr.ee forward slash the UP.
Have a great day.